Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Fella. My man. How we doing, buddy? Uh, it feels good to be back in the studio with you. Rolls nice, on. Nice tarp. Sauce hockey. By the way, I just want to point that out. It's uh, uh, the half zip. Yeah. What do you call that? Three quarter zip? I think you call it quarter zip. How's the material? Nice it's light as, yeah, yeah. For you, for the big boys back home, or this is, this is light, yeah, right? Nice, like if, nice. if you're looking for it to keep you warm, it's not going to probably keep it too warm. But if you're looking in the morning, right? Back yeah. home in Alberta or Ontario. It's time. Morning round, throw this on. Golf it's time. Nice. It's I mean, got the emoji in the back. Sounds, sounds like nice. we're doing an ad read for sauce hockey right off the get-go. <laughs> we're doing an ad read for our merchandise. Please fucking buy some. Hey, please buy some. I mean, come on here. We're trying to keep the lights on. Try to help the boys out, because if you don't, you may next year fucking go, where's Mr. Curfew? And you'll be like, it's no longer here. So um, that's my little spiel. I'm crying poor. Get hey, yourself you a quarter You're zap. not going to make any money doing doing merch. That's just the way it is. That's true. But you're going to keep the boys looking good. But there's no money in it. Is there no money I think in anyone it? that's ever done merch for anything, they know that. Yeah. Do you think Portnoy makes money on his merch? Uh, he's now got 30 fucking million people like tuning into his, <laughs> to the to the station. So yeah. Yeah. At yeah. some point. Fuckers. Nelk boys. Nelk boys making money on their merch, right? Do you tell me? I don't know. I mean, Do those guys are great. Milk, milk no, it's not tarps? my style, really. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm not really. They don't have a nice golf zip. <laughs> happy Dad. If you want a Happy Dad t-shirt, I'm sure you can. Have you tried those yet? I haven't tried those. Uh, I've had a Happy Dad before. Are they pretty good? Uh, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, I tried them at, uh, they, you know, they carry them at, uh, half. Uh, what's that place called? High Times. <sighs> Is that where Best you buy liquor it? store in the plant. Yeah, is that the one off MacArthur? Yeah, it's MacArthur. the only place here that you can get nice cold Labatt blue lights. No, that's not high times. I'm thinking fine wines or something. No, high times is right, uh, uh, you know, by the goose, kind of on the other side of the street. I was up on 17th Street yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, looking for a little something to eat. Went with Jersey Mike Sub, standard. Um, nice lot of action on 17th Street. Yeah, there is. A lot of action. I know. The Goose Goods. is there. Yeah. Lots of restaurants. Happy hour spots. Some fucking frozen yogurt up there. It's yogurt land. The seafood, the Harp, good Philly bar. The Harp. Yeah, the Harp in. You watch Eagles games there. Where's that? That's right beside. Uh, it's on the corner of yeah. uh, Newport Boulevard in 17th. Right beside Santa Monica Seafood. You know what else is there? Lakov. Great spot. Great steakhouse. Go there after if you want. <laughs> go, go to Lakov for a steak. A little fucking shrimp scampi. Hey, I will say about those Nelk boys, man. They get some heavy hitting guests. They just had Ice Cube on last week. I, I was out for a walk. They had Ice Cube on there talking about, I mean, what a voice on Ice Cube, man. 100%. But by the way, all our listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoy the Nelk boys because they're giving it to you as real as they can. Yeah. For a couple good Canadian kids, they're just, they're throwing it out there. You're right. They're guests. They fucking don't give a fuck. <laughs> heavy they'll, they'll hitters. They'll go out and get the heavy hitters. And if you can't, 
if you can't learn to appreciate what they're doing and what they built, I don't think that's the, that's the American dream right there. They were living out in Newport Beach last I summer. Know. I don't they're know chasing if they're still here. They're drinking. They're doing fucking funny videos. They're getting great guests on a podcast. Yeah. They got a, a you know, booze brand. Yeah. They got merch. They fucking walked Fuck. into, of all places, they walked into, uh, what's that one down the peninsula where it just sells beers? Mutt Lynch's. They came in and Loops was there and they're from Toronto. The one kid recognized Loops, an old Leafs fan. But the one, what's the one Canadian kid's name? Kyle. Kyle. Or Steve will do yeah, it. Yeah, Kyle. I actually, I actually sat on a flight from Toronto to LAX with Kyle up in first class. I don't know who was hung over me or him, but they rolled into Mutt Lynch's just rocket broads everywhere. I bet. Right? Just like you and I did back <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah, you fuck it, right? <laughs> we didn't need a fucking... Yeah, we were we going didn't need to Mutt's, oh, yeah, yeah. and then over to Cassidy's, and then maybe the you know Lido House rooftop, then a restaurant. Look at this. It says location, yeah. Newport Beach, USA. Network, full set entertainment. Where was it created? Mississauga, Ontario. Total views, 1.26 billion. Do you think they need a couple hockey personalities? Maybe a hockey podcast? Should we sit down and chat with these boys? Or <laughs> I would say we probably need them more than they need us. But yeah, if we could get in the meeting. Man, we could be a great asset. We will. And we'd love to be. Obviously, we're big fans. I am fans of the podcast. It's great. And they're just they, shenanigans. They fuck. These guys are doing some fucking. They are doing some fucking. So uh, how do we get going on this? On the merchandise? Check it out. SauceHockeyMissingCurfew.com. Lots of good shit on there. Updog, what a call, man. PGA Championship. You sat in that very seat last week and said Brooks Kepka would win. What a call, bro. Thank you. Yeah, what a call. It didn't take me long. I looked through the list of guys who I thought have it mentally and have it physically. Brooks Kepka is just a, he's a gamer. And he's proving now that when he was battling injuries and um you know downfall and tiger's been through it all the top guys have been through it you feel like golf it's it takes a lot out of your body which is why these guys they play fucking 40 weekends a year it's like it's gonna be tricky totally it's it's terrible to play golf when you're not when your body doesn't feel good like like (laughs) it's the worst like it's the worst like your back sore your hips in one your wrists it's like and for these guys that are competing for their livelihood i'm sure it's frustrating as you know and that's walking. I mean, walking in the swamp ass you get sometimes in these <laughs> tough conditions. Break out the monkey bone. And look at the, this weekend. If this weekend wasn't a test to a mental grind through w- whether the wind or the rain or what looked like snow at some point, these guys, there was no easy way out of this weekend. The rough, those bunkers. Everything. I asked Connors and, Ho- and Hovland about that bunker. Oh. But like, you know, it was, it was, it was tough conditions and the, the, the strongest survive. And I just think Brooks Kepka, as pinned as he was last night at the Florida Panthers game, he was on a mission. Was he having a time? He's there to prove something again, you know? Yeah. It's nice when you see it in a guy's eyes. And fuck, can he putt? He, I mean, he can putt. He's, he can putt. He bombs it. He has his irons. I like just Tiger like used to. I like the way he plays. I like yeah, how he just fast. attacks. Plays fast. Swings those tailor-made clubs as fucking hard as he can. He, he just attacks the ball. I, when when so I went home. We recorded on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I went home and listened to that fucking nerd Brandel Chambly again. They golf yeah. channel. It might be time to mix it up because this guy is just the way that he still talks about the Ryder Cup and these live guys. Whatever. We don't need to get into it. But he's basically the only guy saying. Like, even Brad Faxon was like, "Come on, man! Like it's the Ryder Cup. There's no money involved. It's you know the best Americans want to play." He said on Wednesday that Oak Hill is a lot like Beth Page Black. And right then I should have been, that's where, that's where Kepka won his other fucking PGA or he won one there and one at, uh, this was his third, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where else it's, did he win one? He's got as many ma- uh, majors as Seve now. Yeah. He's, he's got five. five. 
So I'm like, fuck the updogs onto something here, I think. And I was like, you know what? He just, he was a little tired in the fourth round. Can these guys, and you said it on this podcast, the live guys, uh, they get a little softer around the stomach. They only play three rounds. Like I thought, does he have it in him for four rounds? So I didn't jump on him at plus 2000, but after the fucking second round, when he was plus 900, I jumped on it. 500 to win 4,500. I almost put a G on it, but then I backed off. Got a boy. Trying to learn my lesson. See, Joe I tried to back off. Like I wish I would have fucking hammered it. But my two guys, Cameron Young, his body language, I'm like, he's done. And then Tom Kim, when he fell in the fucking mud puddle, I'm like, <laughs> this guy's. I look up, he's got mud everywhere. He's like six over. I'm like, nice bets, O'Brien, you loser. By the way, I didn't see how that finished up. Did he have to finish the round in that gear? You can't add to your bags. I'm sure you can't change even your, your ginch. If I it's don't know, but wet. he was fucking. Does anyone know how that. Uh, yeah. Did you see how much he was fucking fully mud covered? Was on him? Yeah. Covered from head to toe. Because I know maybe he had an extra pair of slacks in his bag, but it's whatever's in your bag is I, what you have to finish with. Yeah, I think they threw him a towel. I just <laughs> said, hey, like, you know, when you, did you ever have to shit back in the, on the golf course and you got no toilet paper? You just say, throw me the towel. You ever have to do I that? Mean, I mean, I can't remember, but <laughs> probably. There hasn't been a weekend bender where you're like, oh, you're on like, you're on like six. Eh? You're like, oh, fuck, boys. Throw me the green towel. Eh? You're just in there. Yeah, I would have, no, I would have jumped in the cart, handled the bumps, and just get, got to the shitter. But even if you're like, I'm talking, you're like the farthest pace of the club and you're like it's never happened to you eh? yeah I don't know. you don't really get the growling guts though not well they can come on before you know it if i say no i've never i'd probably get them right now so. <laughs> well shitter's right there uh but what a, what a pick by you i want to say oh kill the fans of rochester i mean how many times did you hear somebody yell mashed potatoes <laughs> like every fucking time somebody hit one but the fans were great the course was spectacular yeah and the guy that did that course the redid it. Yep. He's going to redo Big Canyon. Big Canyon. Yeah. Wow. In a couple years, if everything goes, though. everything goes good. Yeah. All right. I just thought it was a great, great weekend. I thought the fans of New York, uh, I saw some blue lights being consumed out there and they had this thing called the fucking garbage plate. Listen to You want to talk about getting the, maybe getting the shits up dogs. <laughs> Listen to this here. Home fries, macaroni, salad, baked beans, French fries. Then you choose your type of meat. You go hamburger, cheeseburger, hot dog, sausage, chicky tenders, fish, or fried ham. And then you just top it off with onions, mustards, catchy. Break out the Pepto. Oh, I hope they Could had you the imagine all that? over the course. Wait, what the hell is this? It's the garbage plate. That's only in America. Bigger, you would, would you eat that if you were baked out of your mind or no? 100%. Yeah. Really? They made it look pretty good on TV. It didn't look bad, right? It's, I mean, it's a pile of grease, but it looked good. Who's getting the fish in Buffalo or in no, Rochester? I'll tell you what the boys in Buffalo were getting. They were getting the fucking cheeseburger hot dogs or maybe the, the real aggressive one. Get the old brat on there. Yeah. Well, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if I want to eat that if I got eight hours of golf to watch. No. Right? No. Like, unless you got the clubhouse pass up dog where you go, you're going to go in there and get the fucking wipes. <laughs> hey, hey, Caddy, give me that damn pass yeah. you got around your neck. I got to, and the green towel there. Yeah. Hey, Scott for playing. Can I use your pass there? I can't use that porta potty there. I don't know. It was just, it was unbelievable. Josh Allen, a guy who we loved, was there a lot. I just thought it was a great weekend for golf. Yeah. I actually saw him on TV talking about he's going to go to every major this year. He's going to go out to the British. Uh, oh, he was wow. at the Masters. He's and going to LA Country he, Club. He's going to LACC. He's like, this is one of the uh, the only times I feel in my career I could probably hit all four and I'm going to do it. He's just an avid golfer. Yeah, he is. I, I liked how long the rough was. I, I think you got to penalize these guys, especially major championship time. Like, I love it. The rough slide. I, I like to see these guys have to chip out or top one. Yeah. 
Our Lord boy Steeler topped when he was trying to make the cut and he was in the fucking hay. Topped her. Did he? He it's went nice. for it though. He went for it with yeah. like a three wood or something because he knew he needed, a, I think, a birdie or a par. To, and he was on one of those long fuckers. Did Steeler have to qualify for that? I believe Steeler's still in the hundred, is still in the top 150 for for golf. It's so a big a, field, right? Yeah, 159 PG. golfers or something. Yeah, so I think he got in for that. But a lot of bananas being Kepka 3.1, Hovland and your boy Scotty Scheffler 1.5, DeChambeau 720, Kepka 550. And then this story up, dog. Michael Block got 288K. This guy is a teacher pro out here at, um, what's the oh, course? Royal Tribuca. Royal, Royal Tribuca. Royal Tribuca. You ever Mr. played there? I have not, no. no. I'm going to now, though. Absolutely. I mean, what a story up, dog. This guy played unbelievable. It's insane. But uh, did, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's a, sorry. It's no. a Cinderella story. Tin and one that golf is the one of the only sports in the world that this can actually happen to. And it just looks... It, you look at it from outside in and you're like so many great people around golf and there's so many great stories out there that are untold. And just to be able to witness this firsthand, um, you know, even sitting there with Christina at home and I'm like, do you know how fucking amazing this is yeah. that this guy lives 30 minutes from us here and Monday to Friday is just kind of grinding and doing like this nine to five and teaching people and spending time with his kids. And when he's not teaching, He's trying to teach his little guy how to chip a ball and just because that's probably how he grew up. Yeah. And the opportunity to walk down these fairways on Sunday and have everyone chanting your name, to be doing interviews on AirPods during the round, to be the guy that everyone's talking about. He's getting more airtime than Rory, basically, in the last yeah. in the last round. And then to top it off with a fucking ho, 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 <laughs> Santa's coming down the chimney hole in one is the most insane thing I think I've seen on TV in years. It yeah. really was. I was like... Did that just fucking happen? Straight out of Tin Cup. Crazy. The best part about Tin Cup. And Rory's there hugging him. Like, what? Yeah. The best part about Tin Cup is when he makes his like 13 on number 18 and then he picks up the girl. He's like, <laughs> nice par, David. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. Everything you just said, yeah. I couldn't agree with more. And like, did you see the one little adversity he had? Did you see him shank it on the par three on number five? Well, I, I, I did. And then I, I caught some some tweets about it. And I was like, who cares? I know. But Fuck then it, he right? bowed back. He part six, seven, yeah. eight, nine. Probably four of the hardest holes. But I mean, up dog, he fucking shanked this look like me. <laughs> yeah. Straight right. Hit the fucking tree. He's like, where'd that go? Yeah. The caddy's like, I hit the tree. It's in there. Makes five. Regroups. Yeah, and then it's up, up and down on 18. Yeah, I was going to say that 18 shank was, was not a <laughs> great yeah. shot either. Up and down. I mean, but picture, you see the fucking photos and the videos of that whole 18 and how many people were there. Could you imagine the sweat coming out of that guy's hands? Fuck. Trying to hold on to a golf club and put a shot together? No, I can't. It's to, to people out there. I mean, whatever. We're talking golf on this podcast. And for those people who know what we're talking about, it's fucking crazy. It's, I mean, when you play a member guest and you're in a derby and there's 50 of your boys, sweat. you're fucking nervous. This guy's never been in that position in his life. What a putt. And he stroke. stands up and does that. What a putt and stroke. Yeah. He could putt. And then he makes that putt with the last rotation, you know, to qualify to get into next year's PGA Championship. What, he finished top 15, right? You yeah, get to go next in. year? He's, he's in. in. Valhalla in Kentucky. He's in, sweating his balls off there. Actually, it wouldn't be bad in May, probably. Kentucky? <laughs> Would it still be hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little soupy. Yeah. yeah. Get him bust out the monkey butt. He's playing uh, Colonial this week, and he's playing in our, our nation's... Uh, Where's the RBC Open this year? <sighs> Do we, is it in Toronto, greater area? Usually it is, right? used to always be at uh, Old Glen Abbey there. I don't know if that course is still kicking. I think they're knocking her down to make the some National? condos. 
Fuck, they, did that, they did that Shaughnessy out in Vancouver too. What yeah. a track. Never got to play that. But they, they sold it off to some land. Oakdale Golf and Curling Club. Or Country Curling Club. Is that in Ontario? Yeah, it's okay. in Toronto. Well, good luck up there, Blocker. Love yeah, to have in, you on the pod. Pretty sure it's in Toronto. Yeah. You reached out to him, right? Should I get, thought I did. I haven't yet. I thought, I, thought I did reach out to him, but I, th- I think I was going to them. Like, I better give him some Should time to it. He's a head pro here. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, we could ask Panger. Right? Yeah. It was a great story, man. The whole weekend was unbelievable. Um, I got to be honest. I've had about six or seven naps on Sunday. You did, eh? I got caught in one at Rothschild's <laughs> there on Saturday night. <laughs> Fucking Frankie, I love you. I got caught in one again. I left early, so I was, I was, I was all right. Then I drove to Malibu, but I watched the thing on an iPad. You drove to Malibu when? Sunday? Sunday. Wow. Yeah, birthday party for, you know, shout out to Noah's little kid. Bond, he threw a sick little shark attack birthday. Fuck, you got a lot of birthday parties when you yeah, have kids, we had eh? Two, yeah, you had one Saturday and then Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Like, yeah, you just a- drive to Malibu like it's nothing, huh? Like, that sounds to me like, unless like yeah, was, Jessica Alba was, was in Malibu, I don't think I would fucking drive up there or somebody <laughs> like that, you know? I know. It's, and it, it, it becomes maybe. more for the kids, yeah. It's all about the kids, right? Yeah, just, just you know, they all hang out and do their thing. And, it was it was quite the little atmosphere. It was fun, but it was it was two hours on the way up. But I legit watched on my iPad. Christina drove. I watched the whole PGA. Oh, that's nice of her. It was great. And then I got in the back and fed Beckham. Well, you know, we were driving. Izzy and I were watching golf. Yeah, was that good. was a different Sunday than I had. Yeah, yeah. A little different. A little different. <laughs> I didn't get any naps. A little no, different. No, I, I got a couple Postmates. Did you? Yeah, six nice. naps, and I woke up just in time to see Kepka. Is that Brooks? I got pump, bro. Yeah, plus nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the hockey game? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, how was Leo's birthday party? Shout oh, out to great. Leo Demarco. Happy birthday, yeah, Joe happy and Bex birthday, Demarco. Leo, yeah. Leo. Uh, it was great. They had this thing. Uh, You'd actually love it. It's a little kids like uh, play area called My Gym, and they just get in there. And there's a zip line, there's basketball hoops, and then there's fucking trampolines. And the kids just get in there and you know mess around. Okay, kids are spoiled these days, man. Yeah, what did I get for I my didn't birthday? Have that when I, grew up. I got like what did my dad say? Go outside and play with the soccer ball. Happy mini birthday. Sticks. Maybe a mini Go play stick. some mini sticks. Here's your cake. Yeah, blow out on the, those Road Warrior pads. <laughs> blow out the candle. Get the fuck Wear out of the cup, house. Though I don't need you fucking <laughs> blowing up those those testes. Eh? Wear a cup. LA Country Club, US Open. I will be there. Nice. Are you going to be around then? Or is that? Um, oh, I think that it might is, be at Bonnaroo. Uh, when is that? That's oh, Bonnaroo. You're not weekend. coming to Bonnaroo, huh? Let's talk about this on air. I don't know if I can make it to Bonnaroo. Really? I don't know. My morning jacket. Yeah, I know. Odessa. But we're going to see him out Just here, right? Just one Saturday night, but. I know, but we're going to see him. They're coming to LA, right? Yeah, fucking right, Sierra. So Hollywood I think I'm going to hold off for that. This is eh? I know. I know. I just. I think he still might come. I don't know if physically I can take a whole one day of standing on my feet at the Rue. No, but we go in at like, we're going to go in like six. Yeah. Catch, uh, there's some great, I mean, Sophie Tucker, right to Bob Moses, then to uh, Odessa. You should hit up the boys for Bob Moses. I've been DMing with yeah. the, yeah. Love like, to. They're Vancouver guys. You should hit them up and see if you could. Get them on the pod. Yeah. Or just mix it with them. Yeah, I'd love to mix it. Oh, yeah. they can mix it with me there. Uh, so congratulations, Brooks Kepka, up dog. What a pick, fella. Oak Hill, Rochester, good on you. It was a great weekend. Uh, top titties back for playoffs. Fucking right to Jordan this. won it again. What? Uh, yeah, he won it again. Little fella JJ. Max Miller, Good ninth place. Him. Obes, 13th. Binger, where the hell are you? Oh, he's down to the bottom. Bing Banta. Bottom. 29th. It's well different done. in the playoffs, by the way. The captain gets more points, right? I think. I think yeah, the captain. One, you got to choose a captain and they cost more, game, right? but they get 1.5 times the amount of points. Yeah. So it's important to really pick that captain. Yeah. 
When a doubt, take Maddie Kachuk, although they only score one goal a game. <laughs> We're going to get into that. But up dog, enter to win. What do we got, fella? My man, the enter to win. More entries in the uh, tailor-made missing curfew Stanley Cup playoff edition are to be had. We're giving out more entries, right, Max? Yep. You, we, if they put in that special promo code that you have there, up dog. Yes, uh, of course. Get, get more entries. So what's okay, that code so- we're going to use? You guys understand that, you beauties at home? If you want these fucking clubs with all this this nice swag, this is what you need. You need the code for. <laughs> hey, like four, when you, right? Beecher, keep an eye on that. Where is that? Four. Did I hit the curb path? And for I you beauties out there who don't know how to spell, this isn't four like the fucking number. This is F-O-R-E. So jump on there. It'll give you more entries, right, Max? Yep. Missingcurfew.com. Uh and yes, and the winner will be announced at the start of the Stanley Cup Finals. And holy fuck, if it keeps going like this, that start can happen sooner <laughs> than later. Uh, there's still time to enter. Share this with friends. Earn more entries at missingcurfew.com. Jump on there. I mean, sad to give all these clubs away. Look at that. Bags. I know. Fuck. Christ. We're team guys. We're team guys here at Missing Curfew. I know what we are. Say? I know and we thank are. you to TaylorMade for hooking us up. Up dog. Great job. Get on that, boys. I'm telling you, the stealth, the irons, it's all, all National League. Curfew call, Maxi. Fellas, Obi, it's your old buddy from Oxbridge here, Coxie, Coxie again. again. Uh, great job <laughs> on the podcast. As always, you two donkeys, I love listening to you. But uh, listen, I want to talk to you guys about something. You guys have, uh, you guys talk a lot about style, on ice style, off ice style, you know, look good, feel good, play good, all that fucking stuff. Anyways, can somebody fucking explain to me how the Las Vegas Knights wearing white gloves has flown under the radar for this fucking long? Those things are fucking horrible looking. You heard it here first. The the Las Vegas Knights will not win a Stanley Cup until they ditch the white fucking hockey gloves. They're not fucking National League, all right? They're terrible. Want to get your thoughts on it. Keep up the good work, boys. Coxie out. Coxie, what a beauty. Hey, Coxie, by the way, I'm going to do your podcast. I just keep fucking forgetting, buddy. What but podcast I'll, I'll, yeah. He's got like a little podcast. He's, I, I don't know what it is. I told him I would do it. I keep fucking forgetting. But Coxie, I will do it. Um, as you can tell, he's a bit of a beauty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He grew up on a farm in Uxbridge. Never wore white gloves. No. Couldn't <laughs> stick hail. No needed to wear fucking gloves, oh, Coxie. No. Probably eh? doesn't wear rubbers either. He's probably got six kids. No idea where they are. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I would go to his farm. He'd be like, all right, Obes, let's fucking go here. Five in the morning out to the bar. I'm like, fuck, what? What are you talking about? So he, he did toughen me up a little bit, Coxie. Right. Get me out on the farm. I like the white gloves, Coxie. Oh, he likes I'll the tell you gloves. what's not National League is Carolina's red fucking helmets with the white uniforms. It's junior, it's college, it's Bush League. It's probably why they scored two goals in the Eastern Conference Finals. You wear white helmets on the road. It's fucking NHL. Updog, I don't know about you. I like the white gloves. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with my old teammate, Trevor Cox, although I love you, Coxie. Yeah, I, I don't know sometimes about the, the combo with the, with the helmet, the gold helmet. The gold helmet's tough. That's a tough look. But Tough. And, and I will say this about the white gloves. When it, when it was first out there, I thought they all looked too big. They looked like fucking you know, big boxing pillow gloves you know like because they just yeah they were new but whatever the team i i, I mean i don't know i'm all for an extra pair of gloves by the gloves yeah i don't know i i used to like a nice small mitt eh 
Yeah, something tight. Do I know that about you? I didn't know that about you. <laughs> something that was, you know, yeah, the more it got snug, wet, I had to snug. throw it on the dryer. You, you like know? it snug? I know you like it snug. Yeah, but they need to be tight because if they get too loose, eh? oh, there's nothing that. worse than wet gloves. Nothing. Nothing. And I would say this, Jack Eichel. I well, I went to a game this year where I sat and pick up seats, and Jack Eichel changes gloves. Yeah. At least every TV timeout. So what's that? Four times. Yeah. You know who else on his team does is Petro. Every other legit every time he comes off the ice, he hands him to yeah. the back. I agree. There was nothing worse than a glove that you had to like, you know, the, the palm got too oh. loose and it wasn't tight. Yeah. Like Frosty would be cutting it, that, that Rawlings and pulling it back down and sewing it there because you need them nice and. Just think about the gloves we used to wear in the American League on a three-on-three when you were bust. Like, they were just stinky. And that's yeah. where the stinky glove came from. Because yeah. you could, and a guy would be like, oh, Christ, <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus, Obi. Get that out of here. Get the fuck away from the net. But in the NHL, they're always nice and nice and warm. Hey, when you put I them agree. on in the morning, they're nice and I warm. Agree. Get out there, snap it around. But, Coxie, I like the white gloves. And I don't know if you're right about Vegas not winning the cup without them. Because to me, which we're going to get into in a little bit, they look pretty good. But as always, thank you for the curfew call, Coxie, a beauty. My old teammate for the old Central Ontario Wolves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Coxie. Got a little game. A little, got a little game to him. He was a mucker. Mucker, you get in there and muck it up a, a little bit. A ball player, too? Or is this a hockey guy? Just a farm boy from Uxbridge, Ontario. Oxford. I wonder what he's doing nowadays, but uh, anyways, thanks for the call. We will be right back. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew Up Dog. I wanted to ask you a question with watching the PGA Championship and I watched the boxing fight between Haney and Lomachenko and you see these, like, if you could be a top five athlete or just maybe the top athlete, I got the highest paid athletes in 2003 on Forbes here. Yeah. I think you know who they are. They're, they're football players to start. Ronaldo. Uh, Messi, yeah, and Mbappe, and then yeah. it goes to LeBron, Binger's boy, and then Canelo. DJ. But to you, yes, and then Sorry. number six. No, you're right. Number six is Dustin Johnson at 107 million dollars. Yeah, but if you could be a top athlete in any sport, is it golf? What What is it to you? You think like what? What would you want to be on this list for? And I know it's not a hockey player because they're not on the fucking list. Race car drivers, F1, fucking A. Wow, those I, guys I did not get, think you were going to say that. Those guys get licked Monday, drive? Monday <laughs> to Thursday. Those guys get drunk and then get on the Monday to Thursday. They're just they're going to a new city. And did you you sent the photo yesterday? Look at Monaco oh, right now. Man, imagine going Vessels. into Monaco and you're like McLaren's fucking top notch, like twenty six year old driver got an accent, fucking rip big horn, and you're like. Let's, <laughs> let's go, Monaco. Yeah, right? I know. Let's go. And then, but you really Great don't. You answer. just have to. You, you just have to show up Saturday morning to do some some trial runs, get your seed, and then you fucking jump into the race Sunday for three and a half, four hours. You drive that car and you get out and rage. Great answer. You never watched Drive to Survive, did you? Yes. You know what I thought? Well, you were, what about it? I, I just think those guys put in a lot more work than you're giving them credit for. Max, I was a professional athlete, but I know, and I had fun, but you fucking enjoy both. And if you think that those guys aren't, you're nuts. If you think those guys are all just eating protein shakes and kale salads, you're fucking out of your mind. They're drinking champagne and fucking. They're fucking is what they're doing. <laughs> the F1 drivers are going out there and they're, they're making a statement. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think about F1 drivers. That's a yeah, great. Lewis that's, Hamilton at our, yeah. the party in Aspen out of his mind i thought you were gonna say that's a great answer by the way f1 yeah. that's a great fucking yeah, answer it's not like you i mean i you can travel you, the whole world you're not just stuck in north america yeah i thought you were gonna maybe say tennis I, and, I and this like is the reason roger federer last year made 
Zero dollars on the tennis court. He made 95 bananas in endorsements with his brand. And obviously yeah. his success on the court yeah. has led to that. But like to me, I'm going to say either a golfer or maybe a boxer like Canelo yeah. Alvarez. And then at the end of the day, you know, too, when you go out, if a guy looks at you, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you looking at? All right. No Get one's out of my fucking table. Yeah. Move. No one's sizing you up. If no one's sizing you no up. No one looks at Canelo and wants to do him. Now, <laughs> no. Now, when you say that, you got to fight four times a year where your head's going to be a little bubbleicious. So yeah, people, yeah. but I don't know. But you got to take it all into consideration. You do. Right. You like, do. And I think that's your question. Is that of all of it, knowing like where you travel to, the money you can make, the actual sport itself, how big of a toll it takes on your health. Yeah. You know, you factor that all in. Tennis you think is F1 tennis is the is one, one you're most likely to die in competing in your sport? Uh, I don't know. Statistically, what what would be what would it be? Statistically, they say you have a better chance of dying on the way to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a little tense about the flight. You know, statistically, say you got more of a chance. <laughs> I think nowadays oh, with the neck yeah, braces and everything, I don't think it's like. By the way, great movie, Rush. Oh, is it Rush? Yeah, yeah. What a movie! Great flight. I love that guy. Talk about a guy that didn't enjoy the fighter things as a race car driver. The guy that played the, the blonde guy who just banged broads and drank champagne and yeah. had kamikaze style. It depends I, would say, what, I would say, I would say, you know, if, if you're talking high end sports who, who fucking puts their bodies on risk is probably skiers. Yeah. And they don't make that much, right? Like Fuck, they're not on the list here. Well, there's a world tour, but I'm sure Lindsey Vaughn made a fucking fair penny in her day. Yeah, probably. But, um, but when you're looking at boxers up, it's like, so Canelo fights what? Three times a year? Maybe yeah. twice? Well, he signed that deal with... Um, with the zone. And he has to do three a year, but three he's a got a... What is it? It's like a $500 million deal, right? Yeah, he made $100 million last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said a five-year deal. So you got to train for the fight. It takes, what, six months of where you're digging in. Then you get in there for 12 rounds and... But Canelo's yeah. the best. You're the best. Yeah. You're not the guy that Canelo's kicking the shit out of. You're Canelo or Floyd. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, boxing. And then like, I don't know, sitting, sitting ringside with those other boxers, like, you know, Haney and, and Mayweather. And just to see like them walk into a place, you're like, holy fuck. Even though this guy's this big. Yeah. I don't so, know. So I also think of um, like the history in and around the sport. So I think like tennis, for example, there's been so much, um, you know, it's been played for, I don't know how long. Tennis is probably a very old game, right? Golf is an old game. There's, I, I like the tradition to the game. Boxing, yeah. you know, boxing has obviously it's been a worldwide turn, you know, yeah. stage for a lot of people to go out and battle for their country or stand up for what they believe in, their rights, yeah. political, whatever, right? And then plus, if you got something going on in your life that you're frustrated about, you're you like, I want to fight. I'll yes. take a hundred million. Let's get in the ring so I yes. can kick the shit out so of this. You can't guy. really do that in tennis. No. But I, I think the, the answer is probably soccer, right? Like if, if we were right, right? Like let's like Ronaldo, 46 million off the field. No, sorry. 46 bananas on the field, 90 million off. Is soccer hard on your body, Uppy? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Your knees? Uh, everything. everything. Knees, ankles, probably your back. I mean, you're running. Uh, those guys run what? Eight miles a day? They eight run miles, at least like eight miles 10 to 12 miles a game. And, yeah. and how many games does, does a Manchester week. United play? Two, so it's like hockey. Uh, one a week for sure, but one then, a week for league. But they, I mean, soccer has so many cups and tournaments yeah. that during the international, week, international play, too. a couple friendlies, a couple yeah. friendlies. Yeah. Would you would you say like a guy like Messi averages uh, one or two games a week for a full season? What do you think? 
probably at this point in his career, one game, but like yeah. at the peak, at the hike, he was probably doing two games a week. Yeah. I, I think it would be, I played soccer as a kid. What position were you? the best, you know, sport in the world for worldwide fucking, you know, yeah. people tuning in. And yeah, I, I was a, I was a midfielder. I took, uh, I took the corner kicks. So who's a midfielder? Who's the best midfielder? Kevin De Bruyne. Wow. Man City. There you go. What's he make a year? Uh, Probably 50 bananas or something like that. Would you, you say you, that? To me, you to me, not a midfielder? You he's, have like an, a he's like an attacking midfielder. You, yeah. have, you have a soccer player look, though. You got good hair. You're lean. Every soccer player, you got to have good you hair. You got to be light. Like, I mean, you got to be yeah, fucking. These guys are like 145, 165 pounds. Kevin De Bruyne makes 20 mil. 20 mil. Like, I'd say Mbappe is a beast in soccer, the way you look at him and how he plays. He's like a thoroughbred. How, how big do you think he is? Mbappe is probably like... Five nine, five five ten, maybe my height. Five, you know what? Nine, it's funny five, you say that because they stood him towards the guy Maxi that got that's going to go first overall. The guy that's oh, seven five, guy. Yeah. and and Bob, obviously the guy seven five, but Mbappe did look like not very big at all. Like he yeah. looks like a little and, he, and and on a soccer field he looks big. Yeah, like he's a bigger dude, bigger ass, bigger legs. You got the cleats too. They add an inch or two. <laughs> not when they. That's why soccer was one of my favorites. A little taller and still golf. I think if you're a top five golfer in the world, I mean that's a great gig too. Although yeah. golf's hard, even for those like Justin, like even Justin Thomas is struggling a little bit. Even Rom goes out and shoots seventy-eight. Like when when Messi has a bad game, is it really that bad? Well, no, because you got your team. Yeah, your team. It's hard with the, the personal stuff is hard. Yeah. So when you do look at our answers, boxing, golf, tennis, F one, you're like there. You're like the guy, the only guy. Yeah, well, that's true. You know. No, that's true. So you, t- you probably take it harder. You enjoy probably moments differently than you would with a team. Yeah. Right. You're like, I did it instead of we did it. Big yeah. thing. It's, it's different. And you can't blame anybody if something like, Hey, fuck, that was your guy. What, yeah. what happened there? Right? He's like, oh, shit. I chunked that one of the bunkers on me. I don't know. I was just looking at this list. I, I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, F1, buddy. It. Great answer. I didn't think you're going to say that. I thought you were going to say tennis or soccer. So I mean, I just after, I your, after new your, about you. your text yesterday when you said, "Look at the fucking boats in Monaco, ready for this race." I yeah. was like, "That's that's what's up." Yeah, you just have a little boat to go pick up the other <laughs> yeah. people that you want to bring out of the big boat, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Updog Memorial Cup, your former school uh, squad, the Kamloops Blazers, are hosting it. We got our teams. We got the Seattle Thunderbirds, your Kamloops Blazers, Patty Waz, Quebec Rampage, Ramparts. And shout out to Port Hope's own Owen Beck. The Peterborough Peets won the OHL championship. Congrats to Owen. Good Port Hope kid. Um, this is a great tournament. I can't wait to watch it. Unfortunately, I don't think I can make it up there. Are you still going to try to slide up? Or? I'm going to try to squeeze up between our TNT spots. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be great. And shout out to Max. You want to read that email we got yesterday? Yeah. Let me pull this up. Here. Yeah. I did see an email about Cactus Club or something, right? Max is going to read it. This might, this might maybe twist your arm here, by the this way. This is from Cody Rose, the GM at Earl's. Hey, fellas. Uh, I think I heard a couple episodes ago that you might be coming up to Kamloops for the Memorial Cup. Are you making the trip? Would love to have you for some chili chicken at Earl's or some cold pints plus nice red on us. Also, if you're, br- if you're coming, bring the clubs. You got to check out Tobiano and Sagebrush. Cheers, yeah. Cody. Those are two great tracks, by the way. Listen, I could go. I could fly. I could fly Wednesday. The 31st. Should we do Wednesday? And then Watch I could come Thursday. back. Friday. Friday. Perfect. 
How do we get there? We go. Uh, uh, I don't need. We like, go direct to Seattle. Seattle into Kamloops. Yeah, I think so. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, get Binger on it here. Check it out first. Okay, let's check the schedule. I, I was pretty sure they play. I and you're. You know, I we would like do to, this after. Oh yeah, these people don't care. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> See, we're always hey. working here at Missing Curfew. We're ready to check flights, ready to get on kayak, you know, whatever. Hey Max, what's that guy's name though? Is that it, was Cody Rose, yeah, the GM at Earls. Earls. Fucking fire up the bird. Fire up the bird. Hey, we're coming. Um, yeah, so good luck. This is a great tournament. I, I wish I would have played it. Um, good on all oh, four of these teams. I know. Um, Uppies World party, party time. time. Excellent. Excellent. We got an update. On the up dog hit on the poor guy from Hungary. Oh no. Who knows what he's doing now? Um, I'm gonna walk myself through it if I was player safety. Yeah, he had his head down, but fuck he came across <laughs> kamikaze style. Now, saying that, you're you hit him with your shoulder down in his head. But it wasn't like you, it wasn't like you elbowed him. It was a good, clean, hard shoulder check. Right to the melon. Right to the melon. I know. Um, watching you get kicked out and walk down the hallway <laughs> under your chin strap, I laughed about four or five times. I had to watch it. But our 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 faithful missing curfew listeners are on your side. A majority said five games or <laughs> five games or less. I heard it, I see a couple of people on social media. Thanks, guys. Say one game. Appreciate that. And then a couple of people <laughs> they said life with no parole. <laughs> but a lot of our listeners said one or two games max. Some said one. Fuck you, got them ups. Yeah. You got him good. I mean, I just said so. I was. It was the PK. I had so much room. By the way, that's another thing. It was a penalty kill. I was just cruising around, like taking angles, and all of a sudden, I see this guy, <laughs> just ready to get. You know, it's just not very often in pro hockey you play, and the and the guy's head goes down that yeah. much with so much great opportunity to hit him. No, he should have counted one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then picked three, it up. and then maybe lifted his head. And he, he got was, his elbow up. He something. was like just doing the drill where you're skating like that. And then he just said, <laughs> fuck, it was perfect timing. As he looked up, you just. <laughs> I feel bad. That guy back. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was fun. So thanks to Princey. Um, Anything else you want to add up? He's world. It's your world, buddy. Anything else you want we to add? We brought up the weekend the, of birthdays yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, um, you know, I'll have some good ones here in the next little bit after Bonnaroo. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uppies World Party, party time. time. Excellent. Um, Craig Conroy uh, is hired as a new GM yep. for the uh, Calgary Flames. I think that's great. I got to know Connie a little bit, my time up dog. I think he's been there long enough. I think the boys like him. He's kind of a guy's guy. Uh, I think they got this one right. So we'll see who he wants to bring it as as coach. But I think if you're a Flames fan, you got a new rink coming. Yep. You got Craig Conroy as a GM, I think, you know. I think it's. I just love seeing these ex guys that are in our era starting to take over that so-called boys club. Exactly, because it you need it needs to happen. Exactly, it needs to happen. It needs to be a a, a turn in um, development, a turn in who's kind of calling the shots. And I think a lot of guys that we know that left the game and took great roles under their GMs and their coaches and presidents. You know, we just spoke to one uh, today that will come out next week, but. A lot of great personalities in hockey that need to now take the reins and bring our game to another level. We've all played. We all know what needs to change. We all have our ideas. We all know how to help, you know, in this circumstance, Craig Conroy, what a great guy to Good take dude. Calgary to another level that it's never been before. Yeah. A guy that played there, blood and sweat, fans gave it all. Him. Fans loved him. I think it's a great fit. 
I think the players are going to like him. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a great role for him to go into with this new rink and new exciting things in Calgary. And he's earned it. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to know, obviously, my my half a year in Calgary, which my career went to die. But then he would come down to Abbotsford and I got to meet him, you know, spend some time with with Conroy down there, Connie. And he was a good guy. He's a good guy. He's paid his dues. You got to think his first hire is Jerome McGinley. Right? Uh, yeah. Like, is it's Ziggy like if I got there, there I'd be like, hey. up dog. Yeah. Up dog Ops here. Got the Calgary job. Uh, well, how's a million bucks? Yeah. Come on in. Right? Hey, 12. Like, you got, you got to get you. a Ginlan there. Of course. Like, it's time for him to be back around the team. He's the fucking best flame maybe of all time besides landing the Commodore. You think Commodore's blowing him up right now? Hey, what, what do we need? Yeah. What can I do? It was funny that I saw something on social media about Kami saying that like Mike Babcock's maybe in on the Calgary job and he was losing his mind. He's like, I'll quit the alumni tomorrow if they hire Babcock. That's great. So, um, Updog, I wanted to get your opinion. Friend of the pod, uh, Keith Jones, president of the Flyers, your former teammate, Danny Barrere, and then obviously Torts. What, what do you think as a, as a Flyers? Personally, I like this one. Caught me by surprise. Uh, I've always loved Keith Jones. Obes, when I was when I was a, uh, not a rookie, but my first couple years in in Philly, he was around our team a lot. I still think he is, although he's more on a national level for TV right now, and he's doing awesome stuff with TNT. Um, what I like about this is now there's there's a mutual respect amongst the GM, the president, and what I don't know torts that well like you, but I think that these three guys now can go. All right, this is the bucket you need. This is the bucket I'm going to take care of. And then you, like, we need your input, but you coach, whatever. There's no one's going to be pointing fingers. They all have a fresh start. You know, Torts has been there. Was this is so this be a second, second year? year. Yeah. So this is great for hockey. But I think, as I just mentioned, the tides are turning, the boys' clubs are changing. This is a great way for Danny Briere, who's a, who had a great career yeah. and who now has, when you say, He's earned it. He's got his spot. Like Danny went into the business and, and started East Coast League. He's, yeah, his kids are now playing hockey, junior. Yeah. He gets it. He, he's bled for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think Keith Jones is a guy that, who's more knowledge about players than a guy like Jonesy who's watched them first firsthand play for the last 10 years. Yeah, that's, All these kids. That's where I was going with it. I he would knows say, how they are on the bench. Yeah. He knows how they are in the dressing rooms. It's great. And, and he's done such a great job in media that, and, and we've got a taste of it over our three years at Mr. Curfew. We've met guys that we didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. We've met guys that have come on our show that we've, you know, I'm now friends with John Cooper. We're friends with Coop. We're friends with Rick Tockett, you know, just because of media and watching the game and doing interviews with them. So Jonesy's got a great pulse on the players uh, the general managers, probably some of the owners, everyone likes Jonesy from a president's side. I think it's perfect. You say good things about Daniel Briere. And right right now, they got 7.7 .7 in cap space. So that's actually now, this time of year, that's a lot, or this era, that's a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? JVR's off the books. You know, what's going to happen with Ellis. Uh, Ellis Couturier? I don't know. If I'm a Flyers fan, I think it's, I think it's good. I love Jonesy. I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I, I think better days ahead. I think they got the three red guys for the job. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see Torts. I mean, Torts, I miss your just rants, buddy. I wonder how his summer's going. He's a big fisherman. Um, some sad news here, Uppy. They voted no on the rink in Tempe. Listen, we stuck mm -hmm. up for, I love Arizona. I love what they're building there. I love Clayton Keller. Um, I was a fan of the Mold Arena. But to me, this here, voting down the rink, as much as I love going to Scottsdale and I love Arizona, to me, it's, 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 it's a wrap. Gary Bettman has been trying this for 20 fucking years. We were paying escrow for this team and we were in the league. They're still paying escrow for this team. They're playing in a 5,000 5, seat college arena. Like, joke's over here, right? It didn't work out. 
to me, as much as I love Arizona with no new rink, you can't make these guys like Kells and these guys playing a fucking college rink. I don't know. I'm, to me, it's a wrap. I know it's uh, I look across you. I feel your pain, but I'm, I'm asking you, you know, as a guy that spent you know, 12, 13 years in the league going to Scottsdale, like, are you ready to give up on that, you know, calendar destination when you get to go play there or playing there? <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, so it's no, tough not. and no one wants it. But, you know, you look at this deal, this total project of this beautiful entertainment center they were going to build was 2.1 million with at least 1.9 of it privately funded. Now, when this went to the, when they went to the vote, all the, t- whatever these, you know, all these people that probably don't get the right information, um, looked at it and said, like, there's, there's a $75 million cost here in this article I'm reading on ESPN of moving trash out of the site that they were going to build it. And yeah. they thought they're going to be on the hook for that. So I look at this and I say like, okay, what information were, were, was being used you know, to trick people into voting no for this or to voting yes. And I think the NHL got the short end of the stick because I've been to Tempe. Tempe, need, there's so much room around Tempe to build a beautiful know, place and they thought, need it. I thought it was a no-brainer. They need it. Everyone who lives in Scotts, look at what they did with the, the Diamondbacks' new um, spring training facility. It's great. Yeah. It's an attraction now. Everyone wants to go. Spring training in Scottsdale is the best place to go. All winter long having hockey in Tempe in a brand new arena. I know. A place to bring your kids, watch concerts, go eat. I know. I, I, I was shocked. I, I thought there was no way they're going to vote this down. And now there's some rumors that maybe they're going to try to play where the Suns play in downtown Phoenix. Uh, is it built for hockey? I, I don't know. No, I it's mean, not. I actually, so my first two years in the league in 02, 03, right before the lockout, yeah. that's where they played. I played a game in there. It's like, it's a basketball arena. Yeah. There's no seats. Like, yeah. you know, it play up. Yeah, it's so to me, I just think from a player's perspective, they, they earn the right to. And listen, we got some cities. Listen, you got Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, two time Super Bowl yeah. champ, tweeting out, calling him the Kansas City Coyotes. I mean, Kansas City, to me, they have a building ready to rock there. State of the art fucking barn. Houston, Texas, fourth largest city, doesn't have a squad. How about uh, and then to me, San Diego, San yeah. Diego guns. What about San Diego? What about Utah? A little place, our boy, little Salt Lake City, where our boy Al Hall likes to go. I mean, tough rules on the Utah there. Jazz owner Ryan Smith, who who uh, our boy. Uh, are we going to get a free, are we going to get a suite or something of this or what? He's met with uh, he's met with Batman. I got the lowdown. You did, eh? Maybe you know, maybe Utah's a spot. <laughs> early last the call there. Out, early last call there. Yeah, can we get a place to park? Can we get City? booze on the weekend there? I don't know. I went, I played there against the Utah Grizzlies and we went out to the bar and it was like last call was like 1230 and you couldn't get a fucking shot. A shot. You couldn't get a shot. It's not Rothschilds. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Salt Lake would be, it makes sense too. And for me, when you look at it from the central division, that's why Houston, Salt Lake, Kansas city makes sense to me. Keep them in the central. They all have buildings. Like we can't make these coyotes guys play in the mullet anymore. To go to Kansas city though. Eh? We're not doing No, I want them to play in Tempe. Yeah, exactly. But they're not going to. I know. Stupid voters. Yeah. Like as much as we talk about the fire things, I get what you're saying, but I know these aren't three of the best. Although Houston's fun. Little place called Treasures. Check it out. You got to, you got to give these guys fans to rally around them and and have an NHL facility. You know about important facilities are. You got to have. I I know. There's so much money in Scottsdale. And once you leave there, you can never go back. That's why it's like. They're treading, you know, so you want to, on thin you ice want to keep, keep just, just hanging out at the mullet for a bit. Someone, 
hold someone hostage up there or something. Like, get this done. <laughs> what if all the players propaganda? Just, Let's get what, some. What if all the players said, we're not coming to training camp until we get a new, like, until you get us figured out. We're not playing the mullet. That would never happen. Strike. Strike. Strike on the barn. I don't know. It's, it's sad. Up. I, was, I was pulling for it. We all love the Coyotes, but I, maybe you're right, buddy, but I, I think it's time for a change. I, I think they've tried everything they can. There's teams it's that want It's funny that there's no, we don't have any, um, you know, just billionaire guys that want to come in and, and just fund the whole thing, knowing just. Oh, we know some billionaire guys. Should well, we, try, I, should we talk like, to them? It sucks that they got to go around all these city, like, voting stuff. I know. Why can't a guy just buy all that land and build a sick fucking palace? Nah, that's above my pay grade, fella. It's wow. above my pay grade. So yeah, I love your passion, though. I, love, so you're I just saying, don't want to see it leave. You're saying keep the coyotes there. Well, they, yes. Okay. All but right. figure it out. All right. All right. Get it done. Maybe you can turn. Don't me. take no for an answer. Let's go back. We don't take no prisoners. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to Scottsdale. Maybe I need a Scottsdale night. To make I, think yeah. I think you do. Uh, the milk carton presented by our good friends at Life Force promo code curfew for 20% off now, I believe. Right up, dog? Yeah. Check it out. Um, super easy to do. Um, what am I going to say here? I want to say one thing about Kyle Dubnis asking for more money. In what planet do you think that, A, you're going to go out and have a press conference and say, I'm not sure I want to be the GM, and then last minute be like, oh, by the way, I want more money. You, you, you didn't earn the right for more money, Kyle. Maybe you're in the right to get your job back, but you didn't deserve a raise. And, and I like what Kyle did at the deadline. I, I think he went down swinging. But to me, I think that was his last nail on the coffin. So Kyle Dubnis, I'll put you and your agent on the milk carton yeah. for getting a little fucking greedy. Is that what you took out of the Shanahan interview because when you sent me that and i watched it i i took out one thing in particular was um there was a big bridge in communication with those two down the stretch like you and he said shanny was like we met every day like for whatever an hour and then some days went by where how does that how does that happen like yeah you, you would think you know if if you and i knew that our eyeballs are on us and we need to make a decision and you'd think I just think it would happen differently. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been around like what a president has to like decide on GM. Yeah. GM president relationships is unique. Well, he usually brought, it's done by the owner going. Yeah. He brought Kyle in. I know. And the way I took it from Shani's press conference is when Kyle said, I need time to talk to my family. And Shani said at that moment, I had to maybe realize that Kyle Dubas wasn't all in. All in. Yeah. So, you know, fuck, you played all in. You're, I want guys on my team from the fucking equipment guy to the fucking GM that are all in that want to be here. So Shani said, to me, I had to sit back, had a good conversation with them on the Wednesday. Kyle said, my agent's going to talk to you. Agent came back, wanted more money. Shani said, that's it. How do we find out who his agent is? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't know if, I, have you ever heard of a GM agent before? I think everyone has agents but us, bud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that, remember last week on this I basically called out and said, Dubas is fired. He's already got there. Yeah, you did. Now, I, was, I wasn't exactly right, although I was. You were right. No, but do you, think, do you think Dubas got a feeling before that presser that Shani was going to go a different way? Or do you think he was, and that's why he kind of chose? I mean, I, I'm going to give Dubas this. I think he's a smart guy. I, I, mean, I don't think is, he would have said anything that he shouldn't have said. He's, like, he's already getting interviewed for the Pittsburgh Penguins job. Yeah. He's going to get another job. I know. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Shaney for at his word. All, he's, all I can say is that what he said in his press conference. I, do, you, I, do you like how he called it out and did it publicly? Like private conversation with? I, I think he just, he just said, this is what I was thinking. 
That was a great press conference. Yeah, he told the timeline of their personal chats, though, right? It's like, that's... Well, he's already fired. What's the matter then, right? Maybe trying to protect his own ass a little bit. Yeah, just calling the guy out. He called him out. What's Sheldon Keefe doing right now? Just waiting for the phone to ring to tell him he's canned too, or what? (sighs) Yeah, I would think a new GM is going to bring in a new coach. You would think. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, up dog, I got to put Weezy Baby and Team Canada on the milk cart and they lost to Norway. Oh my I don't God. care if it's the world championships or not. Are they out? <laughs> for losing to Norway, they should be. They're not oh. out, but they lost to Norway for the second time. I can't believe we lost another time to Norway. Team Canada, you're the on the Vikings, milk cart. Though, they don't fuck around. I'm not, I mean, you can't lose to Norway. No, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say you, you should. Can't. But this guy, they must play hard. <laughs> I don't care how hard they play. You can't lose to Norway. I, I gotta, you can't was that the semis or something? Was that? I don't know. That tournament's way too long, too. We should put that. I mean, how many? You're over there for two or three weeks, right? Yeah, but the first, the, you don't. I mean, you you lo- play three exhibition games and then the semis and a. Well, they should have fucking maybe played a little harder. Or, you can't be losing to Norway, can you? Norway. No, you, you can't. Holy yeah, moly. No, I just want to see what game that was. And what- I, I, I don't they think. They beat Latvia 6-0. They're not out. That was like their last, I think, round robin game. They beat Slovak 5-2. They lost to Switzerland, but that's Swiss are good. They got legit leagues. I mean, Norway is no disrespect to that country. They're just not a power. Like, you can't be losing to Norway. I don't care who you got. Norway beat Slovakia. Yeah. Uh, and 5-1, we beat Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And yeah, this is... You cool. think it's okay? No, you, they lost to Switzerland. Yeah, Swiss is good, though. Swiss are good. I don't know. I just saw oh. it. I haven't watched the lick of it, so maybe I shouldn't be putting them on the milk cart. Yeah, 3-2, they lost in a shootout. As a guy, you can't lose to Norway. So I, I, I think they would say the same. So uh, that was presented by Life Force. Promo code curfew for 20% off. Get this guy a beer. Presented by our good friends at Labatt Blue. The blue lights were flowing at the PGA Championship. I'm giving Freddie Anderson a beer for game one. I mean... Four overtimes up, Doc. He played unbelievable. And I got to give Barkov. I called Barky out in the first round. I put him on the milk carton. I hope he's not banged up too much. From what I've heard, he's going to be okay. But he did leave game three. But the way he's played, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, his numbers away from the puck. He's first at everything. Puck's taken away. Face off. D-zone coverage. I think he's been on for one five-on-five goal. The goal he scored in game two was sick. It was sick. Barkov, get this guy a blue light. I love that. I uh, And just to touch on that, I've always loved this kid, but what he is, is he's, you know, he's your modern day perfect power forward who has responsible, you know, traits in both sides. He's always around the puck. And you can't just keep a guy like that down. Whether he has a bad round or a bad game, he ain't going anywhere, right? He ain't, he ain't going, going anywhere. anywhere. Um, what do you think about the the four overtime game? I mean... Wow. I watched the whole thing. The last three periods I was in bed for, every time I'd look up to see which overtime it was, I'd be like, did it go to five yet? Or is it four? Is it three? It was a bizarre evening. Bizarre. Bizarre evening. And I was drunk. I went and had sushi and had a bunch of sake. Was, <laughs> Let's uh, say we're in that dressing room, right? We're going in the third OT. It's game one. Yeah. And I look at you say, up, doc. Fucking make a play here. Like, boys, let's play on our toes. Let's let's do like, we, we don't want to be here all night. And I think if you're Florida... <laughs> You can ha- you have that like I think if it was there's more pressure on Carolina to win that game one. If you're in the Florida dressing room, and I think they were the better team in all four of the overtimes. I don't know. I'm not sitting back in game one. Let's go win this. If yeah. we lose, it's one game. Now if it's game seven and we're in fucking quadruple overtime, I'm like up dog. Keep it on your forehand. I don't know. I just I, thought I, they I think sat- at that like I've been to a three overtime. I think at that point you you're not much. You're not talking much. You're out there just you're going. So I I know my role. I'm going to get it done. No. 
if I was sitting on the bench, which I probably would have been, I'd look to <laughs> one of my top guys and I said, listen, this is the shift. Like you should tell your lineies, your line mates, like go get as it. soon as the puck goes into the corner, like I'm going or just get one out high, flip it. Um, can we talk about Aaron Ekblad flipping pucks? He, have you noticed this? He flips every fucking yeah. puck and it lands at the center ice dot and it bounces around and his, it, it's insane. It's, yeah. it's a flip. I'd say he's done more flips than passes. And in overtime, <laughs> he, he does a hundred percent. That's just a joke for hockey, but it yeah, is. He does. It's crazy. And it's yeah. work all overtime. He's doing it and they're getting their odd man rushes and these fucking D men they're, you know, it's easier to go attack a guy then have to fucking get the puck and find it over your head and it's the lights feeling. and everything. It sucks. Terrible bounce. When it's flipped and it's bouncing, the guy, you know, guy but like is, coming down That here. is wrong. That's that is what's wrong with hockey. You're right. I agree. Um, and then I wanted to say our boy, Matty Kachuk. I mean, I feel like I've been giving this guy beers all playoffs, but first of all, bus and 10 is interview after he got the second, got the game winner in game two. Bus and 10. I used to love saying that after the game, right? Yeah. For all you guys that got to stretch and ice, fuck that. Bus in 10. Get exactly. on the fuck. Ice on the birds. Especially in the cities we know. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Bus in 10. I agree. And then Bobrovsky, man. 132 saves and 135 shots. Get this guy blue light. His interview last night after the game was, was unbelievable, yeah, was right? Great. Like yeah. humbled. It was great. Uh, I call, I mean, called it NHL Network last week. This kid, he's he wants it. Matty Kachuk and him right now are the two guys that are one, two right now in my con Smythe voting. Fuck yeah, man. Right? Big time. But Big I'd say Bobrovsky's got the edge. Matty looked the best I've seen him look last night in game three. Looked like he had a little jump back in his stride. Yeah, he's uh, back home. Yeah. Right? He's sleeping yeah. on a nice pad. Probably t you know, took the golf cart up to Cafe Europa for a little pregame. Yeah, game. he looked good. He's looked good at all playoffs. I thought he just looked maybe a little tired at certain points, but last night he Played unbelievable. Huge, great pass to Reinhardt. Uh, and then, hey, let's give the great one. Your yeah. boy, Gretz, the beer. Dropping the old milk cart reference on TNT. Thanks, Gretz. The old percent Putting guys on Toronto on the milk cart. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's they, good to see just, Gretz back. It is. Yeah. He's been buttoned up. He's great. It didn't help his first game was four overtimes. It looked like he might have been falling asleep there for a minute. But yeah, that was a I was falling form. asleep. Legit. Yeah, everyone was falling asleep. I had to watch the fourth period in bed, the fourth overtime, and I was just like one ironer. <laughs> I was one ironer, so... Uh, he's great, though. Yeah. Is it not nice just to hear him talk? It up is. There? It's great. Yeah. So that was Get This Guy a Beer, presented by our good friends at Labatt. The Rumor Mill uh, by our friends at DraftKings. Shout out to Mike Richards, your former teammate. Uh, a lot of people are calling. I, I went out here last week and said, Matthews to the Kings. Took some heat for it. We'll see how that plays out. Mike Richards and a lot of other people are saying, Mitch Marner's the guy. Are, are, are you with that? You yeah. think Marner's the guy they got to trade? If yeah, they, I am. Yeah. But, you know, his stock's still high. He's a great player. Um, a lot of teams could build a, you know, build either a young lineup around him or he could be penciled in to be a top guy on a, on a veteran team. But I think right now it's like something's got to give. And if they lock in Matthews, you know, that's their decision. I think it's, it's an inevitable move that they have to move Marner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't you can't know. move Tavares. No. I just don't know how they, this new GM is going to get Matthew signed by July 1st. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Depends who right. it is. Like, you know, if it's a guy that comes in and Matthews looks up to him and says like, well, I watched you play as a kid, or I know your heart's in this and yeah, I need different direction because Dubas wasn't given it, you yeah. know, or if you tell me you're trading Marner and you're going to bring in some youth, but we're not going to have two guys making all the money yeah, or just, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. We'll see. But there needs to be new leadership there starting off.
If I'm the Leafs GM, I'm calling Dumba's agent and being like, what's it take to get this guy here? They need a right-handed top D, man, in my opinion. And speaking of, shout out to my boy Skip. I used to play baseball with this guy, Ryan McBride. He's a beauty from Toronto. Um, big fan of the pod. He said to me, do you think you could trade Marner for Toffoli and Tanef? And I said, it's going to take a little bit more than that. But what I do think is, I think Calgary may be a good fit for Marner. Because when you look at everything they have in, in Calgary, they got the thumpers. They got Kaji, the two-way center. They got Marky in between. They got good D. They got grit. They need a skilled guy to maybe play with Hubie, right? You got Hubie on the left, Marner on the right. Yeah. I don't know. Does Marner seem like a good fit in Calgary for you? Like, they need some more yeah, but little then pizzazz you're, then there. you're paying Hubie and Marner both over 11 million bucks. It's like, yeah, it's tough, man. The, the two guys making all that money, they better be... You better be putting up McDavid Dreisaitl numbers like it's. I mean, you got to think he would be licking his chops to play with a guy like Marner, though, right? I think everyone in the world would. I mean, I hear it from our boy Lupo all the time. Like if this kid was doing what he was doing when I was there, I'd have another hundred goals. <laughs> okay, yeah, no shit. Maybe like Lindholm, Toffoli, and Tanif. No, you think Lindholm Tana? makes four points. I'm just thinking money wise. This Probably is why Uyghur. the salary cap sucks. Weezy, baby. Weeks he makes six point two. Does he have a no move? It's got to kick in right now, right? I don't know if he got a full new move in that. Right here, no trade clause. Doesn't have a no move. So he's got a limited no trade or no it trade. It says no trade clause. Oh, so that's basically no move. Yeah, I think Toronto might be interested to if if Weger was. You know, I, I I don't know. I mean, and then you got Anderson, who's another right-handed defenseman. I just think. You know, I think Marner to Calgary would be a good fit. Yeah, you're right. I, the number wise, we'll see. Well, but three, three righty defensemen, and that's exactly what Toronto needs. Yeah, so, we'll see. We'll see point. if old Craig Conroy, if that's first on his things to do. That was the rumor mill presented by DraftKings promo code Curfew Kings. Anything else you want to touch on, fella? Fuck, bud. You get exciting. Uh, you know, they got the Panthers. Panthers game. up three nothing. Oh, that's crazy. Hopefully, Barky's okay. Yeah. Dallas tonight. I think this is recording on Tuesday. I think Dallas. I'm going to say it here. I think Dallas is going to make it 2-2. It's going to go back to Vegas tied. For game five. For game five. All right. So game three tonight. Uh, lines 150 on DraftKings. Already hammer, hammered Dallas. Hammer time. Already hammered them. I like that. Yeah. Dallas plays great at home. They could have won either game. It's a tight series. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I want to see this one go a little bit more than four or five. Like, I just hate that everything I've predicted or what just seems right to have happen in hockey is going the opposite way. <laughs> it's funny how it all happens. You were on fire in the first round. Yeah, you went I know. fucking seven I, for eight or whatever it was. Eight, and now I'm ice cold. I'm going to catch I you I took here. Carolina in this. Yeah. I as took an Carolina. I took alum, Dallas. I would say this as an ex-Panthers alumni. Did I take Dallas? I wonder if I took Dallas. You got to be excited. Yeah, I am. Right? Yeah. Like I, to, I told... I'm. Yeah. I might book my flight when we get after this. We're going to yeah. look at the flights to where? Kamloops? And then we're going to look at the flights to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm going to have to tell my other job that I can't work anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Cools. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. It was a great season, buddy. Um, what was I going to say? Because last year with the Avalanche, I think you saw it with me. Like To have guys that I've known, organizations yeah. I played in, you were in, in Florida for four years. Like yeah. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Hell yeah. Pretty cool. And then Maddie's awesome been so cool. great to us to see what he's doing. Barky, a guy you got to play with and see grow up. Authorities work in the front office. Lou's up in the fucking hanging out with Bill Zito. Jovo's doing his color. Jovo's doing his thing. And like teeing it up. It's going to be tough if it's, if it's Florida, Vegas. 
it's going to be tough to see one of those teams lose because there's good guys on both sides. Yeah, yeah, but that's the blood and sweat of the Stanley Cup Finals. Fuck Playoffs. It is. It is so. All right, all right, Updog, you're the man, buddy. Binger, Max, Hall Pass Media. Thank you, Updog. That was Mr. Curfew, fella.